you are now politicking with Poe on PoePolitikin.com. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? What's good? This is Noah James. Tune in to Poe Politicking on Spotify. Lit as interview. Let's go. Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you subscribe, or I guess it's follow on Spotify, but we're on Spotify, so make sure you subscribe on there. One, two, one, two, I'm in the place to be with my homie Noah James. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Blessings. 
I be trying to take them back with that one two one two in the place to uh, be. That's my new thing. I <laughs> 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 right, so uh, I was reading about you because I read you, I was reading your bio on Wikipedia, and I saw how like you like it self helped me hip hop, and I just saw how you grew up. You know, you was without your parents, you was in an orphan. Yeah. Orphanage and without your grandpa, so I kind of want to talk about some of that and how it brought you to music. Word, like uh, I don't know, being in the system, I think a lot of kids in the system end up being artists because mm. you know we don't got toys, we don't got a lot of stuff, so we just have our imagination, like to to escape. You know, when reality is getting too, not even real, just getting a little too rough when you're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So it's like um, any type of art. Like I think music was just uh, me saying it out loud or it helped me a lot. Like, you know, that's I started out battling. Like that's how I started out, like getting my aggressive out, getting my aggression out. So... I wouldn't be so violent, and I think being being in a system and and being um like some people grew up in a single mother household. Like I had, I didn't have a mother or a father, so it was kind of like. And Granny, Granny is a soldier. Granny didn't like like raise us like a mother. It was it was different. She was like a general. <laughs> so, so it was like art was always the to escape, you know what I mean? Like, I, it was always the escape to go into my imagination, um, right away, right away my pain, um, tell my mama how I really feel. <laughs> like, 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 that's what I did. Like, I think it all, uh, it's crazy. Like, all, all, I think about it consistently how it all makes sense now. Like, all of that, like, being in an orphanage, being in detention center, shit, being in juvenile hall. Even going to jail, like all of that shit, um, all this like solitude in a sense. <laughs> like, in your mind, right, huh? Yeah, in your mind, like you really like you have to clear your mind to not let these things break you. Like you have to have a strong ass mind to be in these places where you're not even you're not safe twenty four hours. You're not safe. From other kids that's in in the system, or even the people who work there. Mm. So, okay, you got people that's molesting kids. You got people who erase the kids' whole file. They sell them on a black market like the kid didn't even exist. Parents mm. be like, "Where my kid at?" And they'd be like, "What kid?" And that really that happened. Like shit, like that really happens in the system. Like. People with the shit people see on TV, like, man, where do they come over these stories? Like, nah, there's some real ass stories. So, if it's like kids that, like, how do you, like, what are some things you was doing to, like, get your mind, like, have your mind strong like that? Like, if you're going through stuff like that, like, what are some things you can do? Or you man, um, I freestyled a lot. Like, I freestyled a lot. I wrote a lot. Uh, if I have, if I had access to, like, even, Books or like National Geographic was one of my favorite books when I was a kid. If I get a hold of that, that was like one thing that I would just like. Even if it's just a quick, like if I'm going to the doctor's office and I'm in there seeing the magazine for a moment. That moment is going to last me two months. 
if I don't get a hold of nothing else. Mm. Like, it was just something, like, if I saw something, then my mind, my mind just went off. Like, because it was just, like, um, anything new, you know what I mean, too? Like, go outside. Um, instead of being destructive, I would just chill or go talk to Talked to, uh, I remember this one OG, he ran an African shop. And this is when I learned about who I am and my culture, you know. I remember coming back telling people, like, yeah, man, you ever heard about Mount Kilimanjaro? <laughs> like, like, really breaking dip, figuring out, like, I'm Haitian and all. Just, bruh, it was a, <laughs> as a kid, I had to have to kind of go on adventures, and then who is that? I don't know what that is. You got a school like, who is that? Oh, well, so Mount Kilimanjaro is like the biggest mountain in Africa. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So yeah. as a kid, you know, everyone everyone know about Mount Everest. Yeah. But who know about Mount Kilimanjaro? No, like, <laughs> but, and I started learning about African kings and queens and African proverbs and learning that Christianity was in Africa before anyone got it. Like, what? Like, you know, shit that really made me go, all right. But for me to even get that knowledge, I had to go on adventures. I had to, like, get out or come by. Like, I think it was a lot of OGs, too. When I saw OGs or older people, it was easier to talk to them. Like, go up to them and talk to them. Especially, like, my motto since a kid is be respectful. Mm. So since I can remember... I remember at seven, you know, learning how to play chess. Because I went up to an OG, he was playing chess, and he taught me how to play chess. And that's, that's me being parentless gave me that freedom. And then who were who some of the artists that influenced you with your music? Man. Like in the early stages? B.B. King, uh, Muddy Waters, hmm. uh, Wu-Tang, Rakim. Then I started getting a hold of, like, Beanie Siegel. Like, who else I started getting into, man? That's, like, the early, like, I can remember. Like, I was here and there. Like, certain hip-hop I would listen to. I was into Slipknot. <laughs> like, it was so much It was so much shit coming up that I was, it was kind of like, I traded, I traded albums and CDs. Like, someone had this, if someone had Blackout 1, and someone in my other homie had Slipknot, so we traded the albums. Mm. So I got the blackout and he gave me Slipknot. And I listened to Slipknot, then someone traded Slipknot for the Rage Against the Machine album. Then I traded the Rage Against the Machine album for Chronic 2001. Like, it's always like, that's how my music then. I have my go to, like, I have my grandfather's Bobby Blue Bland albums and BB King albums and. Marvin Gaye, and, like, I had all his oldies, so that's why that stuck to me, because I had my grandmother, my grandfather's music. Then yep. all, the, all the other music was kind of, like, trade. I'm saying, what do you love about music? Like, what the feeling does it give you? Shit. I can do anything in music. Like, I can write my story. I can rewrite my story. I can write myself as a villain, a hero. It's it's true, like, freedom of the mind. Like, you know, and you get to take the most powerful, 
thing. I mean, to me, words are very powerful, and I get to just like transform them into me. Like I can heal myself. You know what I mean? Shit, you can hurt yourself doing this. So it's like with me, it's just like ultimate freedom. Like the free to do anything, to be anything, to be anybody, to say what you need to say. Like, even pe some people, I never get people fearing judgment of music. I never understood that because this is your music. Mm. I have music where I broke into heaven and, and killed everyone in heaven to bring my grandfather back. And people were like, damn. I said, that was my thought at the time. My grandfather just passed. And everyone's telling me he's in heaven. And I'm like, all right. If he's in heaven, I'm about to go get that nigga then. Like, <laughs> like you know, y'all telling me one thing, but y'all don't understand how I feel. Right. So, I'm going to write it out. And what is hip-hop to you? Shit. You know what? It, 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 it's changed over the years, man. Like, to me, like... Plain and simple, hip hop is 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 our culture, like crazy. It's black people culture, right? It's our culture all the way of everything about us, like from conscience to passionate to ratchet as fuck. <laughs> like we're everything. Like we're hip hop shows that black people is everything. Did you see, did you watch the, uh, I don't know if you watched Hayden Cutler's, but it was something, did you see how, like, if you really look at hip-hop, it's a lot like how Africa was, like, even the dances, the yeah. hairstyles, the gold chains, all that shit. It got, people don't realize that we're, we're still showing our roots, mm -hmm. just on a different soil, but a lot of manipulation behind it. Like, there's people that manipulate our culture. You know what I mean? It's like people would give Mr. T shit about wearing the chains. And he would tell him, tell people, I wear these chains because my ancestor wore chains. Right. So I wear these gold chains to celebrate my ancestors and see, look where we came from, from those chains to these chains. And I understand that, like, damn, like, still providing for our culture. So, like, hip-hop culture is... Is it's crazy? Like in America, black people, we our culture to everyone else is America's culture, and American culture is our oppressor's culture. Right. So it's kind of like hmm. our culture is hip hop all the way, and that ends up being everyone cultures too. And then uh, I say, with me, this is why I kind of do what I do because I have a fear. Like you kind of like I, I have a fear that hip hop might become whitewashed. Oh man! And then, so that, that's that's my fear because it's like you saying like it's our culture, but if you look at a lot of the top artists, they're white. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what I look at, man? Because I, 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 I fear, I fear that same thing. I just realized that white people are the majority of America. Mm -hmm. Like when I tour, when I go on tour. When we hit that Midwest, bro, for a whole month, we do not see black people. <laughs> I mean, we're going, we're through the whole, like, we call, it's like the atmosphere route, like the whole Rhyme Sayers route. Like, every time I went on tour with MERS, and that when we started hitting the Minneapolis, and even Chicago, and all of that, even at the shows, it's majority white people, 
and a little bit of Latinos. Mm. You know, but when we hit the major city, like like L.A., of course, Cali, then we hit, like, Miami, then you hit, like, D.C., like, the East Coast. Like, East Coast is, oh, my God, that's, you know, it's, it's all colorful. But when you hit that middle of America, bruh, they're only... Oh, we only see white people. We and that's where we sold the most merch at. <clears throat> like it's crazy. That's where we sold the most merch at. That's where the most support came from. It was crazy to see that. Like I was kind of, uh, I was upset at at every at every other people. Like what? Like bro, we can't sell merch in New York, and this is a mecca of hip hop. We can't we can't sell. People got the arms crossed, even for MERS. Like, it was the craziest shit ever. But when we hit the middle of America, it's all white people. And the most supportive is the mind fuck. And you start talking to them, and the only thing they really know us from is hip-hop or B-E-T. Like, what the fuck? The only thing they know us from is from hip-hop culture or what's shown on black entertainment television. Mm. Oh, yeah. And that's not even that's not even scratching the surface of who we are. So it's like, fuck. And they support it. But when they, of course, if they see their own doing it just as better. They support them harder. (laughs) Oh, man. And that, and, and I like, I can't I, it's like, I can't be mad at that. You know what I mean? Because we got to look at it. We've been brought up to be American. We support everybody. We let everyone enjoy our culture. But everyone isn't like that. Yeah. Because I see it. Especially like, you know, because, you know, I be on the blogs and shit. So I see it. I see like the white artists and the black artists. And the white artists won't even be that tight. But shit, I go to his views. That shit's up there. I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's just people want to see their people. You know, like, it's like Post Malone. Like, Post Malone music is, is whatever. But, <laughs> and it, and the thing is, he did make hip-hop. He was making folk country music at first. Then he did hip-hop. Then he went back. Mm-hmm. It's like Pink. Pink didn't make hip-hop. Pink, Pink made hip-hop because L.A. Reid told her to. Then when she when she blew up in the hip hip hop uh, uh, genre, she can go back to the pop era. Yeah, and that's kind of what they do because hip hop is the best. Is to some people is liquid funds, but to some like a lot of Asians love it because they love how we can make anything cool. Yeah. Like my girl, my girl's Laos, and she have an uncle that say, "Man, he said y'all can." He's a thing about black people. It don't matter what y'all do, it becomes very cool, and everyone want to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that's and, yeah. And, yeah that, the way I'm looking at it now, I just feel like we should we gotta do a better job of like gatekeeping. We can't just let everybody come in the culture, but we like, we want everybody to. Oh. <laughs> we gotta start quit letting everybody come in and, and you know. And break and get in the culture like that. I feel you, if it's man. Black, you gotta kick them out. It's a lot, but it's yeah, it's a lot of our gatekeepers that fucked us over, man. That's the that's what happened. Uh, the the keys got turned over to uh, like say, all right, a lot of a lot of Jewish people ran the music business. 
even today they still run it a little bit. But even back then, they believed in artist development. Mm-hmm. They still believed in uh, artists de- like from fucking interviews, how to speak up, how to look up, how to shake a hand, how to deal with press, <laughs> like. Like, just now, you know, not just putting out, but trying to help you become even a better person. You know, where nowadays, shit, you just get Bobby Smarter a couple million, and pretty much it's a setup for the FBI to get him. You know, to give enough money for him to re-up on guns and drugs. What do you think they're going to do? And they can tour? What, what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> what do you think they're going to do? Listen, you're going to give these people a million dollars. You're going to give these kids. These, oh, man. In the hood. In the hood. <laughs> million dollars. Not, not really, they're not really known as a recoup. Like, you got to pay at least half of this bag, and Uncle Sam is going to take half, too. So it's like, it's a lot of shit, bro. It's, I, I realize what you're doing and what I'm doing, even what Curtis is doing, a lot of homies are doing is we got to protect our communities. Mm-hmm. It's like every, a lot of places are, it, you know, it, the gatekeepers already opened the gate where we kind of, where we're from, like in the IE, I try to make, I try to be in tune with the up and coming uh, uh, artists that's coming up. You know, I try to talk to them and when I if I'm if I'm not on the road, I'm here throwing little events. Yes. Well, I attend their <coughs> attend their events and really talk to them. Like, yo, man, take your lyrics off them tracks. Yeah, you know. Ooh. But then I tell them when you go into the studio, ask the engineer for this because they don't know that. Mm-hmm. So they don't know what a show track or a TV track is because even their engineer isn't like, oh, you want your show versions. They not so it's like really, really talking to the people within our community. It's kind of like voting. Like they say, don't don't worry about the big election. Worry about the election that's in your city. Mm. You know? Now, now I noticed with your music, I was listening to all your music on SoundCloud and Spotify. I noticed I hit a really positive theme. So I'm pretty sure you do that on purpose. So I just want you to talk about why you speak so much positivity in your music. Spice other artists, because it seems like a lot of artists ain't doing that. I don't know. I'm dark, man. I have a very dark past. I think the most positive people in this world been through some very, very hard times. You know what I mean? And because of my dark past and everything I've been through, I started changing the cycle. Like, you know, they say hurt people hurt people. So I'm a hurt person. I should not hurt the next person. I should stop, break the cycle right here with me and just start showing unconditional love. Like, without me even knowing you or knowing where you've been, I can still show you love. You know what I mean? And be compassionate and have empathy. Even for your past and you're trying to change it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like... That's why the, my music is so positive now because uh, that shit, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes their music isn't that because they haven't they haven't been through that real rough time yet. You know what I mean? Like that true, like 
I know even gangster rappers seen people die in their hands, but they still don't feel that. They still that if if your homies died in your hands and you still rapping about killing niggas, that that moment didn't do nothing for you. Right. Like your homie almost died in vain in a sense. If if y'all continue the bloodshed or you continue to hurt. Like you've been beat by your mom or you've been beat by your parents and now you beating your kids or you beating someone else, nothing changed. Mm. So that's why I like my music like my in the beginning my music was dark. Like in the beginning, you listen to my music prior two thousand ten? Like, 2009, it was still positive in a sense, like a little piece of light, but it was dark. The the the, the end of the book is like, the end of the story is saying, I'm trying to be positive, but I don't know how. Then I went through a transition where I figured out that light of me. I figured out that light. I figured out what do I need to change about me to become who I want to be, and that's when my music changed. And so how did you figure that, what did you figure out? Um, self-love, man, like, you have to truly, you have to love yourself, that was the first step. And for you? Yeah, like, then, admit your wrongs, admit your wrongs, like, don't even look at no one else, like, look, like, I started, then self-forgiveness, then I went to, like, all of that shit, then I started forgiving, like, you know, my mom, I forgive my mom. I never met my dad, but I came to cope with if I ever met him, he might just have to catch my fade, and that's about it. <laughs> you know, just a fade real fast. That's it. He, he, he a man. He good. He can deal with it. So it's like certain things made me um, smile that used to make me like, like stuff that made me like make me smile like really the stuff that used to open up wounds or cut me real bad, now I can think about it and really smile about them. Like it's not uh, it's not tapping into pain no more. It's tapping into uh, overcoming or or um, or resilience. Like really having this showing that character of I, I overcame the obstacles and I was I'm happy because of that. Because usually a lot of us don't get out that abyss of, right. of holding on of pain that's not even yours sometimes like you hold on to pain that's not even yours where you're not even focusing on your own pain then once you start focusing on your own pain now it's overwhelming because now you feel it and you don't take accountability and you start putting other people at fault you start, and that's when everything starts getting pushed away. Everything you wanted, everything you getting close to, you start pushing it away. And I tell people like self love and self uh, uh, awareness, uh, self education, like all this self, everything about self. I have to really reprogram myself. Mm. That's even even my eating habits. Even my emotional eating, like I had to realize that's still a choice. That's still me having a choice, letting my emotions from my past make me overeat. You know what I mean? But yeah, I was going to ask you that later, but I asked you that. But you lost a lot of weight, right? You were talking oh, yeah. about working out earlier. 
Yeah, that's shit. I used to wait six oh nine. Now I'm down to like my four four hundreds. Like I'm one last time. I just waited myself. It was like four forty four fifty. You trying to get right, huh? Yeah, bro. I have to. So what? How many? How often you work out? Well, like probably three to four days. Like that's a like you know at home and the gym. Yeah. So three to four days. Um, the dude that's managing me now, he he's a nutrition. And like he does nutrition, and he got me eating healthy. And I've been like, how long, Lisa? How long? Like a month. I'm a, a month, like month eating clean. So we kind of changed our diet up, but then we start really been on it, like. I've been eating sweets in seven months. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I mean, people got to understand, like, food is a drug, too, though. Oh, man, food, it can be the worst drug. People yeah. people die from it. Like, like you can die from heroin and crack. You can die from diabetes. You can die from heart attack, heart failure, cholesterol, arteries getting clogged, blood clogging in legs. Like, mm-hmm. that's how heavy D passed from a blood clog in his leg, then he had a stroke. Mm. Because he was too heavy traveling overseas, like, mm. like so it's kind of like it's crazy, like self education, like you know, understanding why I shouldn't be eating this, why I shouldn't be eating eating that, like why when I go on go visit my grandmother on Thanksgiving and I see and how she cook and I realize like whoa, that's a lot of shit. <laughs> that's granny, that's too much in that mac and cheese. Yeah. All right. So speaking of granny, I know you got the new project. By the time we put out this interview, it's gonna be out. I know it's about to come out, but it'll be out by the time we put out the interview. Granny said. Granny said. So man. I just want you to talk about the album a little bit. Um, the background about it. Um, a lot. Of, it's crazy. A lot of my music it has her wisdom in it. Always, I always have her wisdom or her touch on it somewhere. Even my grandfather. And me recording an alpha pup, we did about 40, 60 tracks. Then DJ Nobody um, helped, like, picked out the tracks to kind of figure it out. And it's crazy how all these tracks just fell. Like, it's like I could take these 60 tracks and just throw them out. And no matter what track you pick, it fits on this project. Mm. Because I, re- I recorded it in a time where. You know, I'm thinking about my grandmother a lot, you know, because my, my little brother's going through something and my mama's out of jail trying to get her life together. And my grandmother got a van now. She's trying to drive more. She's 77, being more independent. And she just got a, now she's taking care of my great, uh, now she's taking care of her great grandsons. Mm. So it's like her life, her life and her energy and giving it is never ending. And her mind, she was on my mind, of course, that time a lot. So, it was like, even uh, nobody, like, this project is called Granny Said, man. Like, that's, like, it was crazy how magical this project came together, like, effortless. And that's how music been for me for the last two years, just creating uh, fearlessly, creating consistently, and and not being afraid to put it out, and it's it's, it's crazy how it just falls. Like it's 
butter and like just just drips. Yeah, I want you talking about the story about the cover. Oh man, you know that's me and my grandmother in in front of our house in a high desert. Like Lisa J shot it. I said, Granny, I need you on the cover. She said, All right. And got it, you know, got her blue, her one of her favorite outfits on. And it's crazy. The picture that's the cover, she my grandmother directed that. She said, Lisa, I'm a I'm a I'ma talk to him and you gonna take these pictures. And she started talking to me and Lisa started taking the pictures. I'm like, damn, look at her. Still directing my life. <laughs> look at it. Alright. And I want you to talk about some of the what things you like to do outside of music when you're not making music. Shit. If I'm not making music, God. Well, you always making music. Man, <laughs> you got like, no books or nothing you like to read? You know what, man? I, I haven't been in books, like documentaries. Like, you know, I go into many documentaries or a lot of Animal Planet or I'm reading more about the music business or, man, merchandise. Or I'm trying to learn more on Final Cut Pro to learn how to edit more, like, my, I think my even my hobbies got to do with, you know, cause I think like music has become my my life, like everything about it, like every every day, like even my you know my people, like people getting into character for for this to be an artist, and this not even this, it's it's me, it's me since this is me since I was a kid, so it's like. It's crazy. It's all in one. You know, I got homies as teachers, right? And they do fame kills. He's a teacher and he's a rapper. And I always tell him having those two lives is going to go throw you off because they deserve to be in the same light. Like, mm. he's got his masters in, in creative writing, you know what I mean? And, all, and he's a teacher. And I'm like, see, when he separate those lives... It's going to be hard for you to be creative sometimes. It's going to be hard because you is you're trying to have two lives, and it's, that's that's <laughs> that's the hardest thing to do. You know what I mean? So even when I worked a nine to five, being a security guard, I did I did a, a, a I did a music video with Murs, and I ended up telling the story when I was security in his music video, and he flew me out to Kansas. And I visit Tech Nine Studios, and I did to tell a story about me being a security guard, <laughs> not to rap on the track, but no, he needed me in a video to be his co-star uh, to tell a story about me being a security guard because I didn't separate my life from being a security guard and an artist. It's, to me, it was all in the same because now I have story to tell. Right. Like, I've been a bodyguard. I've been a bodyguard for Bobby Valentino, Ray J, Fantasia. Like, so it's like. Anything ever went down where you had to yeah. do some stuff? Oh, man. Like, that's true. Still got my weapons permit. Still got my gun. Man, I got everything. I was. I remember. Hey, I remember Ray. I remember Bobby Valentino was trying to holler at some dude, girl, and I had to pick him up like a baby. And have it take them to a, a a hotel that was next door. Yeah, cause I mean, so you a bodyguard? So that dude, the dude X that just passed away. Yeah, I was just wondering why was he by himself like that? 
That was my whole thing. Like, you, you know, know you got <laughs> money and you in a tight car, all that. Why you by yourself? Then he supposed to have somebody with him or something? I think I think you all when you're at that level, you should always have someone with you because you're you're very naive. Like you're very naive to think no one gonna to touch you. Like yeah. you're a meal ticket to people and you're in your hood. Like, you know, it ain't that many rappers that can go back to their hood and still have jury on. Even even like the gangster rappers, when they go to their hood, they don't flex. Yeah. They know how hungry people is and what they would do. So I didn't understand X thinking he's loved that much where no one is. Someone, someone bro, man, if I'm, at, if I'm at Denny's, someone come up to People still come up to me if I'm at Denny's. I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. And they will say what's up and... Talk and chill right there, and I don't know who they are <laughs> at all. But you know, I'm not at a level where I need a bodyguard. Uh, oh yeah, you got the weapons permit on you, so you I'm good. good. <laughs> you know, I also, a couple of choke holds, hold you down, pin you down, make a citizen's arrest. I'm all right. So, you know, like I said, I can see your career. Like I see, I see the upward. You're you're going upward. So what yeah. what would you say your three goals for your career are right now? Where you at? Become an official touring artist, like consistently. Like my one goal is to tour four, three to four times a year, on a national scale and an international scale. That's been like, like one of my biggest goals right there and that's one goal shit my second goal take brick to your face on the road also like brick to your face is like all the events we throw like common ground and smiley face gathering and diy festival we we put together all the events and one thing i always did is i always took my little homies on the road with me like I would I would do like a Cali tour, ten days of the whole coast, and we would take like two homies with me. You know what I mean? And that kind of give people a perspective of I can do this because yeah. that's what I need. I went on tour at MERS. I said, "What? That's it? I'm with this? Like for real? Because people understand. People are really scared of touring, man. A lot of artists. You'd be surprised." Oh, yeah, I mean, I see artists scared to do interviews. <laughs> Man, you know what I mean? Like, they're scared, a lot. they're scared of a lot of stuff that's supposed to make you successful in the business because they just want to rely on the internet. Would you say Merz is your, um, your mentor? Yeah, or? yeah, that's, of course, my men. That's one of my, one of my mentors. That's one of the OGs, you know. Yeah. This is a dude, and this is a dude when I, I, I campaigned for paid dues, and he hit me up like, yo, Tell your people to calm down because all my people was adding him and tagging him like putting Noah James on pay dues. He said, tell all your people calm down. You got it. I said, all right. Then I called the homie Chuck Dizzle and Chuck Dizzle said, not until you CTC. And I'm like, what's CTC? He said, until they cut the check, Noah, don't calm down. Then I, and that's like the first introduction to meeting Merz. Because Merz like, you was a pest, dog. He like, you was so annoying. But he like you're such a he said, but you 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 made me look at a city. You made he like I helped him look at the IE like damn. There's some talent out there and 
And after that, you know, the homies, even Steve Chris got on paid dues. Curtis got on paid dues. Homie Speak got on paid dues. Like, a lot of people where I'm from got on the, on the paid dues festival. So that was a dude I looked up to. I wanted to do what he was doing, and that was building your own legacy, but at the same time, giving a platform to artists that's known, the known unknown. Like, they're known, but they're unknown to the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's always, like, big local acts that just need a little nudge to get a little bit of light. And, and MERS is definitely one of the, like... You was talking about Dai, so I heard you was talking about Curtis King earlier. I had him yeah. on the show. But then, who are some more artists in the IE that we should be looking out for? Uh, you get hit up my bro, Cam Gnarly. Yeah, I'm supposed to be interviewing him next. Uh, Cam, and the homie Cam Archer. Um... Uh, Who's another? Who just drops a? Uh, there's a homie named Nashan. There's a psycho, uh, psycho sloth. Um, there's a whole squad called Black Noise. They're from Pomona. Mm -hmm. Ozen Raff is in it. Uh, uh, Zen Stokely. Man, I can fuck. It's there's a whole, whole UTB in Marino Valley. That's homie Dre Biggity. Cash is green. Young, then you got Young Miss. Is a I can, you know, I've been booking, I've been booking shows in IE for a decade. Hmm. You know what I mean? For a whole decade, like shit. I was booking, I was booking Abso before Schoolboy was rapping. But I'm saying, isn't it like I don't know? I kind of get a bad rep. I mean, it seems like y'all get a bad rep because I know they call uh, Moreno Valley the murder. It just I hear a lot of people saying like it ain't safe out there to be out in San. Francisco. Nah, that's that's people. I don't, that's to me, it's people who don't really live, live out here. Mm. Like, really live. Like, 2Max live. 2Max, you heard of 2Max? Mm. Right, so, 2Max is part of, uh, like, Project Blow. You heard uh -huh. Project Blow? Like, Ganja K, AC Alone, uh, Freestyle Fellowship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Freestyle Fellowship, right? They're the fathers of Project Blow, The Good Life. And like two Max is like an OG, like AC Alone, Charlie Tuna, Self Jupiter. Like two Max is a real big OG. Like be be real, right? Yeah. He lives in San Bernardino, mm. and he walks the streets of San Bernardino. You know what I mean? Like it's it's safe. It just like everywhere else, it's just bad parts. Mm. Like that's it. Like you know. You can be in Fontana, there's no problem. Ontario's no problem. Corona's no problem. Chino, Rancho Cucamonga, even in Rialto, North End of San Bernardino. There's, man, Marino Valley isn't bad. Marino Valley got, Marino Valley is, is where there's a lot of congestion, like a lot of people. That's where, it, of course, where it's hood at, that's where it's bad. Yeah. But Crooked Eye lives near Marino Valley. J-Lo just bought a house near Marino Valley. It ain't like, that bad, dude. Marino Valley is really like farmlands and like, like IE is the inland valley. There's more, there's more land than city. Mm. So it's like little pockets where it's hot. Yeah. Like that's it. And it, it goes, it, cause the police out here are cowboys, bro. They don't play. <laughs> they, they do not play at all. Like, 
And out here, if someone if someone get killed for the, by the police, you're not going to hear it on the news. Mm. It, it covered up that fast. We have Big Bear. We have the desert. We have dirt. We have land. Like it's is IE IE to me is people don't people just don't get it. You know what I mean? They just don't. Is is LA is LA is a city. Like L.A., San Diego, it's it's a city. It's you know y'all have sometimes y'all have your own news. People have their own shit. Like I.E. doesn't. I know. I see. Yeah, a lot of those rappers you mentioned, I, I I gotta check them out. I haven't. Yeah, it's like you don't I have the media this, either, man, like that. Like Stevie Crooks almost got signed at Ninth Wonder. You know what I mean? He's from the Murder Moreno Valley. You know, mm-hmm. and his music is you don't listen to him and think he's from New York, and he's from Moreno Valley. <laughs> so, I he's like barrels too. Like I e has is because I think the new my generation and new generation is really doing music. Now we're now we're getting our sound. Now we're figuring out what's the Inland Empire sound because our sound is everywhere. Like it's yeah it's. It's, I'm thinking about it now. Like, goddamn, there's a lot of. You got hype. You went off. You went on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, like it's different. Like my music is positive, but I start mosh pits over positive music. You know, people mosh pit to a lot of my music. People because I'm aggressive. Like I got a song that called "Keep That Shitty Energy to Yourself." Yeah, I was listening to it. I like that. You know what I mean? And people really mosh to that and sh- and scream it out. So it's kind of like me taking that same energy of of the new underground. People want to call it the new underground, and just giving it my twist of it. You know what I mean? All right, but we got a few more questions. Going to wrap it up. I was going to say, what advice would you give to new artists as far as like uh, marketing, building their brand, building their buzz? Man, you know what? I just told a homie this. I like after you're done with your music and you re- first of all. Don't release a date to your project until the music is done, the album cover is done, the back cover is done, is uploaded to iTunes or SoundCloud or CD Baby, whoever you're going through, then you will give a release date. Hmm. Not give a release date to your music until all of that is done. Hmm. Like, so you don't be stressing over a date or a time. Or something. If it's significant, if you want a significant date, get your shit done, so you can get that significant date you want. But until that, don't release, don't don't do none of that. You know what I mean? Even get your merch done. Even print up your CDs. All right, this is some shit I do all the time. Like right now, my my album been done since May, and figured out the rollout in June. Then we start doing a like, you no, know, we did a yeah. We start figuring a rollout the first two weeks of June. Then we start rolling out the project the yes. second week of June. And so you actually went into a good thing because I it's it's artists that don't do a rollout. They just put out the project and just expect. I don't know. I guess they just expect people to hear it. <laughs> yeah, like I like rollouts. I like even like switching up my IG page and give my my IG page identity of shapes and colors and backgrounds with my grandmother's favorite flower like people like one of my homies asked me like man you keep on using that frame i said my grand my grandmother's favorite flower is the bird of paradise 
So I use a frame on the Bird of Paradise, and every post will be post with a frame, a shape, or some wildflowers in the back. And that was one of my goals. Like, how am I, how am I going to pitch myself, or sell, or, or, or sell myself to consumers? Because I do have a fan base already, but at the same time, I got to attract new supporters and new fans. Because some people, some people don't listen to the music first. They go look at you and. Look at your page and shit. Yeah, they, yeah. They get the visual. Like they're going to listen to your music or how you are. So it's kind of like, how can I, how can I put the same, the same energy I have in my music, the same content, the same message in my music? How can I put that on my social media? And I tell artists, that's a tip right there. Like, figure out how to sell yourself. Truly, not like like. And and don't take that as bad because you are a product, you are a brand in a sense. And yeah, you know, my soul. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, like and the and that why some people really feel like I can't sell my soul. Like, listen, bro, <laughs> if you got a social security number, the soul Ali has soul. been sold already. So don't even worry about it. Just you know, have have respect and have honor for yourself to put yourself out like i remember the one dude like man in the beginning this dude never dropped the project never did nothing and he was like i ain't selling my cds in front of this store i'm not looking at him like bruh how people get to going to know you and this is like myspace days like you don't even have a myspace <laughs> like this is the only way you're going to get it because you're so anti-social media but you want to sell your CDs? It's just you know, you know, have pride, have pride about yourself. You know, don't some people Jay Z now can just drop a project and do one tweet and everyone gonna listen to it. But everyone can't do that, you know. And I know people want to get to that point where they can do that. So it just it, that's time with me. Like I don't think I'll never be that person. I'll probably drop a mixtape like that, but. Uh, album, I'm gonna give you a rollout. I'm gonna give you info. And then, what so, would you like? What would you like to say to your fans? People that support your fans, what would you like to say to them? Hey, shit! Thank you. Cause this has been a long road. It's been a us and down road. You know, sometimes artists in their career they kind of stay at one level when it comes to their music. You know what I mean? But if you've been I know people that have been listening to me since the beginning, you know, and thank you for, like, staying, sticking around through the transformation so now I can give you what y'all deserve, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people love my old shit because it was very dark, and y'all can, y'all, people can um, relate to that, but at the same time, I'm going to give y'all something where... I want y'all to get out the darkness. I want y'all to to remove fear from everything that you wanted to do. And I, hopefully my music is that. And for the fans, shit. Supporters, family, friends. I don't know, aliens, shit. Mm. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, any, uh, any, any, like, new listeners from, like, the show, they just not hearing about you, why should they follow you on your journey? Check you out. Say it again. I'll say any new, like any new people listening to this interview, let them know why they should check you out. 
Um, man, look, you check me out because I'm the orca. That's one thing. The intelligent, elegant elephant. <laughs> All right, you're going to listen to my music and you just, ooh, you just want to go want to hug the shit out someone. <laughs> and then whoever negative in your life, you'll be like, keep that shit over there until you get right. All right? Because in this, in, in my, in my area, shitty energy do not belong. You know, I need you lit with positivity. That's what I want. I, that's, and that's what I want the, the listeners. I want you lit with positivity. I want you, I want you to raise with love and, and, and to stay energetic. People, people think aggression, look, it's, it's, it's not an, with an oxymoron, but you can be a like the aggressive, loving person. It's just you know people take aggressive sometimes as violent or physical. It's just sometimes it's just overly passionate. Yeah, that's what's up. It's overly passionate, you know. And some people just is like that, and that's why I think the mosh pits happen because they want a mosh pit, but they want a mosh pit to something good, something that's going to fulfill them, not degrade them or make them feel less thin or making someone else feel less thin. So I'm like, when you listen to me, you're going to be uplifting lit at the same time. What's up? I want to say thanks for coming through politics with me, man. It's a good interview. Nah, I appreciate you, bro, man. Thank you. You want to tell about hit you up? Your social media and everything? Uh, hit me up, Noah James, N-O-A-J-A-M-E-S, hashtag Orca Life. Like Orca the Well, then Life, and you find me, or hashtag Pod Life, like P O D Life, and you find me. Pursuing our dreams. Follow BrickTFace.com. Shout out to the homie Steven. Politicking. We out here. Popolitikin.com. Yeah. Do what I want when I wanna Smoking that good marijuana Lean in my cup, yeah I'm pouring Lean in my cup, yeah I'm pouring Do what I want when I wanna Smoking that good marijuana Lean in my cup, yeah I'm pouring Lean in my cup, yeah I'm pouring Young, young God in the flesh, nigga Disrespect and see your death, nigga Game is foul, they throwing texts, nigga Never throw the towel, I'm the best, nigga uh. So who want it now? Probably let you down Six feet underground I've been doing me with my own sound I've been doing me so profound Who want war with a side? Better Who want war with a guy? No one Straight, straight spit like Barrettas Damn Killing everyone who's slowing Yeah, getting, getting too deep you be ducking the beef, I be loving the beef. Yeah, I be fucking this beat. Only put trust in my team, only put trust in my team. Do what I want when I wanna. Smoking that good marijuana. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Do what I want when I wanna. Smoking that good marijuana. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. 
King Orca, humble servant, don't curve the burden. I hump the serpent, apply the furnace. Faith the circus, unplug a bit. Short the circuit, see pain is love, the struggle's worth it. Life is like a Pac verse or a Martin sermon. Amigos ad lib, I crack the earth, then surf the surface. Whoa! This system is broken, but I am not broken Like I am not hopeless, I choose to be golden Choose to be open, I choose to be loving Even though I'm a monster uh. The darkness be calling, but I do not answer uh. Don't speak to the cobra, got over payola Do what I want when I wanna Smoking that good marijuana Lean in my cup, yeah I'm pouring Lean in my cup, yeah I'm pouring Smoking that good marijuana. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Pulling my team like I'm towing. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Chakras is open, I'm focused. Can't stop me, you niggas, it's hopeless. Got gifted, I'm feeling so holy. Ghost written by God, I am flowing. Inspiration from angels, you know it. My soul is so ancient, my aura is golden. Fuck what you talking. Yeah, I, I spit that Austin, that's fire, you know Look how I goin' I, I, I don't got time for these bitches, you know The vision is dope, the mission is close Can't stop on these goals, your conscience is dead You saying you woke, woke come up when I spoke You saying you woke, woke come up when I spoke Do what I want when I wanna Smoking that good marijuana Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring Smoking that good marijuana. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Do what I want when I wanna. Smoking that good marijuana. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Do what I want when I wanna. Smoking that good marijuana. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Lean in my cup, yeah, I'm pouring. Thanks for listening to Popolitikin.com, a self-help meets hip-hop brand. If you are an artist or business owner wanting to be featured on Popolitikin.com, contact us at Popolitikin at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N at gmail.com. Or text 760-717-5803. If you're a listener that enjoys the show and wants to support, you can donate to popolitikin.com via paypal.com. Please send donations to popolitikin at gmail.com. Any amount will be helpful in continuing to create quality content and shows. As always, check out popolitikin.com for past episodes. Make sure you subscribe to Popolitikin on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.